0: you are undisciplined you can't eat clean you're not working out you're not reading your bible you're lacking in mentorship or even having any accountability with your community like that's going to bleed into our relationship and our marriage and so that's why like I'm looking at those things as a female and every girl should be looking at that as a female like how does he lead himself apart from me
1: Back to Heart of Dating.
2: What's up? It's your boy JJ.
1: I thought you almost said JP. No. It's your boy JP. That's
2: what he does though. It's
1: your boy JP. That is so
2: funny because I I just listened to a B-So episode this morning, and that's what he does. Oh,
1: it's your boy JP. It was
2: actually a fun fact. that I sent JP a shirt.
1: Yes. That
2: uh we were in Europe and I got this uh super cool like knit polo from Zara.
1: At, in Paris. Yeah. It was awesome. And I
2: have a rule. This is a funny rule which I know is challenging. Yeah. But if someone compliments a piece of clothing, a hat, shoes, anything that I'm wearing, especially if I'm in person,
1: he'll give it to them. I give it to them. Yeah. And I, I can't always do that. That's really challenged me. But you and JP aren't the same exact size because he's six, seven. So you bought one. For <laughs>
2: yes. Him and I couldn't find, find one. Yeah. We like literally hunted all over Paris and we couldn't find them. And then we actually hunted in uh, London. And oh, yeah, um, yeah I found the it. last extra large in all of Europe. Let's go. And uh,
1: anyway, JP was wearing it on the episode with our other friend, Addison Bevere and Maddie Pruitt. Called
2: yeah. Him. Maddie oh, Pruitt Trowell. Maddie.
1: Trowel. Girl, Maddie. <laughs> she was like are you going to the beach it was
2: so i know funny.
1: and jj's like, or jp's like kate and jj sent me this <laughs> and they're like oh we love kate and jj yeah,
2: yeah she <laughs> had she changed real quick
1: <laughs> that was amazing but i'm so pumped today we're continuing our series on red flags we have two awesome friends in the house and this was a really fun conversation uh we just go there you guys we talk about laziness uh, versus being laid back or maybe being type B. And, you know, it's ironic because when I was looking up this series and preparing for it, one of the biggest turnoffs for women specifically is laziness. Yeah. Now, I know it also applies in the opposite direction, 100%, but I was like, we need to talk about laziness. And um, so we did today with our friends Janine and Caleb. It's a great episode. Before we get in, a few announcements patreon patreon we love patreon we have a little over a month to get to our goal to 300 patrons we can do it we can do it you know we're not quite there yet y'all and we're just looking at y'all being like hey will you support this podcast it helps us be able to run it to do more videos more content for you guys if we get to a certain number of patrons jj will start his own men's podcast completely separate of heart of dating um so anyway you can sign up for as low as five dollars a month you get awesome things like a bonus episode, you get to hangouts with us, you get to submit questions and be featured on the podcast, so many things. So would you consider doing that? Going to patreon.com forward slash heart of dating. This fall, we have our eight week mentorship course, the school of dating that comes back in October. And a lot of y'all don't really know that much about it. So we added a an ability for you guys to sign up for a call with Gigi, right here uh for 15 minutes and you can chat with him about the program and find out more so you know what it is because we do not have the program open for very long like the doors don't open long and we we want you guys to know about it because it's the most transformative thing that we offer at school of dating everybody who has been through it has been amazed by it like and i don't just say that to like pump us up like it truly is a transformative program.
2: No, it's fine. I think my favorite part is it's it's basically three years of learning in three months. Yeah. And you really do see people walk out completely changed and transformed. Completely different. Yeah.
1: So go to joinschoolofdating.com. You can sign up for the wait list there where you'll get the lowest price. And you can sign up for a call with JJ if you want to find more info. Also, you guys, we are about to launch ticket sales for our next Heart of Dating Let's Conference. Go. Okay, so we're about to hit kick off with a forty eight hour flash sale for Labor Day, which is going to be awesome. And if you that'll be the lowest price for forty eight hours ever for conference. Yep. And then, and we're gonna that will be the announce of the dates and the location. Can't wait. The forty eight hour sale will close and then it will this tickets will reopen at our early bird price which will be a little higher um, sometime in sep- september so get on that 48 hour sale yeah. i'm stuttering you're so today.
2: excited you can't talk <laughs>
1: i'm so pumped about conference like it's so good you guys we're bringing back some of the same people from last year and new people and it's just going to be so rich Oh, you don't want to miss it. Like you really do not want to miss conference.
2: Yeah, it really is not. I've been to a lot of conferences. It really is not a normal conference not. in a lot of ways. I mean, so like stressful. half the people come by themselves Yeah, You know, like you have singles coming from all over, not coming to find their husband or wife, but to experience really, really rich community, Mm. worship God together, ignite hope together. Like it really is cool. It is special. It's so special
1: and sacred. Go to heartofdating.com forward slash H-O-D-C to find out more info when that is coming soon. Okay. So now we're going to move on to our question segment. This one is not... Voiced, it's actually written. So JJ's going to read it.
2: Okay. It's from my dog Ryan. Mm, Let's go. Ryan says, I met a great woman at church who loves serving and also talking about God. We talk a lot at church and in person, but she blows me off over text throughout the week. Mm. Is she worth the pursuit and asking her for a date to know her better? Or should I just kind of leave her alone? Yikes. I mean, it's not yikes in the sense of. This is a challenge. It is a challenge. And I think men, you know, sometimes it can be difficult to read uh, response or lack of response on text, especially when you're getting a confusing in person response. But
1: this go back and listen to the flaky communication episode from a few weeks ago. Yeah. But I think that applies.
2: Well, I, I don't think so. I think this is a little bit more of you have a positive in in person experience. And then when it goes to texting and throughout the week, it's very much not that.
1: Right. Which everyone's a different communicator. And so if you are actually going to pursue this woman, I would say you should bring up a conversation if you are in pursuit of her about um, how she communicates.
2: Well, the reality is that you have my friend, Ryan, a friendationship on your hand, which is one or both people like the other. You like her but you don't know if she likes you. And I will tell you the worst thing that you can do is sit on a friendation ship or a church crush for months and months and have them just distract you, distract you, distract you. So true. That's why one of the best things, even if they say no, is just to get the ask out there and find out whether or not she's interested. And if she's not, you can move forward. If she is, you can go on a Lady date. is king. Yeah.
1: Awesome question, Ryan. Thank you so much for asking. And now we're going to go into the episode. Let's go. Nina and Caleb in the house. What's up, fam? What's
3: going
2: on?
1: We are so excited to now
0: be in the heart of engagement, not dating any longer.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the heart of engagement. How
2: is the heart of engagement?
0: You know, it's hard sometimes, but it's but it's great in our hearts. No, I'm just kidding. I'm being stupid.
2: It's better than dating.
0: It's better than I'll dating, but it's not as okay. fun as marriage. So I hear. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, I hope so, but. Mm. So what has been the number one thing that's kind of like surprised you about engagement?
0: Yeah.
4: Um, It's more expensive than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) The wedding part. Yeah. Yeah. Way more (laughs) expensive. Yeah. You're like
1: looking at these like five, six, five digit numbers. You're like, what, what, what? Yeah. You're like, oh,
0: I, that's like not monopoly money. Like I actually have to pay that. (laughs) Oh, right. right.
4: I can hear Dave Ramsey in like the back of my brain every (laughs) single day.
0: Yeah, he's Dude. Like, get on a budget.
2: <laughs> I can <laughs> tell you guys, if he got his hands on our budget for our wedding, he would have thrown a fit, but.
1: It was so funny. That's I know. But we don't regret it. I least. mean, I
2: will say, like, I'm sure you guys are getting all the unsolicited advice from everyone, mm-hmm. but um, the one that I love is yellow. Like, yeah. hopefully, and God willing, this is your only wedding. Yeah. So. Yep. Just send it.
0: I'm like, let's go big, baby. But also, that's right. Not too big. You know, we still want to be financially responsible. Right, right, right. No, but but on a real note, not too big. (laughs) Exactly. But I was going to say on a real note, it it honestly has been so much better than I ever anticipated. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people told me, oh, this is the hardest season of your life. And honestly, it's united us so much more. Planning an event together is really fun. And it's made us almost like more like best friends. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I like
4: it. it's been, uh, I think we've realized like what each other's like skill sets are like more and more where she'll yeah. be like, Oh, $50,000 deal. You have a deal. And I'll be like, no, we'll pay you 5,000. Okay. like
0: <laughs> i am never <laughs> dollars just to be clear, <laughs> but yeah, he's good at negotiating.
4: Yeah. But she kills it. I think we're, we're just so excited. You know, it might not be the most flashy wedding, but it's going to be, I, we hope everyone just has a fun Humble experience. Yeah.
1: That's what yeah. is the most important. Like, we had to slim down so many things, and it was still elegant, like simple and elegant, but the experience is what people yeah. will remember, you guys will remember, and the guests will remember more than the flashy decor. I yeah. They might like it for a sec, but if it's a boring wedding or it's not that fun and connected, they're going to be like, who cares about the decor? You know?
2: I promise you, no one will be able to even name what color your charger was, uh, the silverware, like it just doesn't matter, so.
1: So, We're so glad to have y'all today. Um, We just jumped in because we're family, but please tell our people who you guys are. Uh, We're so excited because we've never had an engaged couple on the podcast, like actively in engagement. I don't think I ever have done that. So anyway, tell us who you guys are.
0: Yes, okay, so I'm Janine, this is Caleb. I am Janine Amopola. This is Mr. Caleb Ward.
4: About to be Janine Amapola. Ward. Oh, <laughs> my, crazy.
0: my initials are going to be jaw because I'm going <laughs> to break your jaw. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I am also a podcast host. I am a YouTuber. I'm a social media influencer, speaker, maybe an author one day. Come hey. On. Hey. Um, and yeah, and so I've done social media for a very long time. I've known Kate for a very, very long time, actually, which is so fun. So I got to see you get engaged and married. And then, you know, Caleb and JJ just became bros, which has been so fun. <laughs> and this is my fiance, Caleb. We've been dating. We dated for 11 months, got mm-hmm. engaged almost two and a half
1: months ago. Yep. And we're getting married by the end of this Let's
4: year. Go. No,
1: so three Yeah, I love and you guys have a little bit of an age gap which we just have to call out only because I know that JJ and Caleb like connected initially over that like, oh, we have older women. Let's talk about this. (laughs) Like, what is this like? Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. The, it's a big part of our story. We are four and a half years apart and it's actually really cool because that was one of the reasons why we really connected with y'all. And I would call Kate all the time and I'd be like, is this normal? Or like, should I be worried or like help me process through this? And she'd be like, don't worry. It's fine. I'm like, okay, okay, okay.
4: What the funniest part about, it's so funny even uh, being friends with them now, because I remember back in November, I didn't know who you guys were. I was at work and Janine just sent me one of your guys' podcasts. And she was like, hey, will you listen to this? And I was still pretty early on into our relationship where I was like, of course, babe, I'll listen. I'll even take <laughs> notes. I'll, I'll really digest this Yeah, he did take podcast. notes. You still do that, right? So I, dude, uh, not as much, but- JJ, everything JJ said, I'd like took it for the Bible and I was just <laughs> writing it down. And then, so it's just funny now to be like your friend and everything and think, why did I take his advice on all? No. I mean, the advice has
0: worked. <laughs> it was actually y'all's um, boundaries and pace oh, podcast. Yeah. It was like when we were very early on and I was like, Hey, let's have boundaries. I was so
4: frustrated by this podcast because I was like, it was everything I didn't want to do. Yeah. I didn't want to slow down. I didn't want to pace, but JJ was telling me all the
2: things (laughs) that I. Mr. (laughs) Hillsong. Mr. Hillsong wanted to court and get engaged in three months and was super intentional. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yes. Dude, I was just guarding
2: her heart. (laughs) Bro, you guarded her heart so well, bro.
4: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. He
1: did. He did.
2: But yeah. So. It's
1: so fun. And then we met at, shout out to Riley, now Kehoe and hey. Zach, because we met, Oh, well, Jenny and I m- knew each other, but all four of us hung out for the first time at their wedding, which was so cool, last January. So now, and now we go way back. I feel like it was January, but we've known y'all, or like Caleb, I feel like I've known y'all as a couple for a lot longer than that. It's so weird. Right, babe?
2: Yeah. But we're just so excited for you guys. You guys are going to be, I think when we talk about... Kingdom couples, one plus one equals three. You know, that was in Riley's vows. Yes. Um, we just think of you guys and we're huge advocates and cheerleaders for you. And it's just so exciting that this is the very beginning. Like you guys even now yeah. are working Christian on things. Program. Yeah. Yes. It's just the very, very beginning. And it's almost like, look at what God's already done. Yeah. And we're not even married yet. Yeah. And so we just have huge dreams and expectations and, and support for you guys because I think you guys are a wonderful godly couple that a lot of people love and need to hear from. Mm -hmm. So today will be a fun episode because we're going to unpack
1: laziness. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Laziness. (laughs) Laziness. <laughs> laziness. I woke
4: up at 8 30 today. I'll be
1: honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be honest. We gotta be real honest today. When I was writing these questions, I was like, Man, you know, me and JJ still have to talk about some things when it comes to this subject. You know, me.
2: Well, let me ask you guys, do you guys all think that we all inherently have a bit of laziness, just as humans? For
0: oh sure. yeah. We do not drift towards good habits. You drift naturally towards selfishness and laziness. And
4: laziness looks different for everybody. You know? I think I could I could work out every single day and you someone would say, Oh, you're not lazy And it's like you don't know the other lazy. You don't know what I right. say.
1: I'm <laughs> like maybe not lazy in the department of working out, but maybe in other areas. So I actually want to start the conversation because I was like, we need to define what we each think like laziness is. As we talk about this whole season is about red flags. And actually, as I was looking up, like before we did this season, I was doing research. And one of the number one red flags specifically for women is laziness when it comes to dating. Now, I know it can guys can experience it on the woman's side too. But for women, especially like laziness is one of those biggest things, like one of the biggest, Turn off for women is laziness. So, all right, let's talk about how do we each define laziness? Like, what do you think laziness is? You want to start uh, with me? Okay.
4: I would say, I would say laziness. Uh, it's actually funny. I was like reading in Proverbs today and it was talking about how mere talk, uh create, it's like a poor mentality and it's, but a man who toils will produce wealth. And I think a lot of guys struggle with the, or they are just talking about their goals. They're talking, they're getting the woman excited about their vision. And, and then you look at him and you, it's three months go by and it's like, you haven't even, what, what happened to going to the gym? What happened to getting started on, you know, this college course or this or that? Um, and I think that can, you can almost get more excited about the product and like the process. And I think a woman can start looking at that and start thinking he's not, he's just, he just talks, he doesn't do. And so I think that is yeah. I think that can like breed into like a lot of, uh, laziness and, um, yeah. So
1: they're like a hype yeah, man. They're really like, yeah. I love that message. I love this idea. Yeah. I want to do that thing. Yeah. But then when it comes to action or following that up, they talk a big talk, they walk a slow walk.
2: It's like that. <laughs> I'm a do it's like black. It's like a black eyed piece. Yeah. I'm a do, I'm a do, you know? <laughs> and then it's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: yeah. I'm a do nothing. Yeah. That's so <laughs> funny.
2: <laughs> and,
4: and I have, I mean, I've, I've went through that in our relationship where I would say something and maybe in the, even in the beginning, because it was what I thought she wanted to uh-huh. hear mm. or, and then I think she accidentally, maybe, I don't know if she ever thought I was lazy, but I do think that that's something guys can accidentally uh, walk down the road because we just want, we want the girl to think highly of us. Yep. So we bite off more than we can chew and then we <laughs> will, will promise and understand
1: <laughs> Mm -hmm. why are you why are you laughing Kate uh, it's
0: real (laughs) I feel like in some shape or form every woman has experienced that and even herself like we say things that we're gonna do and we don't but sometimes ours may be more in our emotions or flipping back and forth or I feel this way and I don't feel this way and guys are more like their actions of you know I'm gonna do this job or not do this job or whatever but I think for me laziness is the lack of choosing discipline. And I think a lot of people, as Caleb was saying too, is it's a lot of motivation. It's a lot of ideas, it's fantasies, it's that, but I think the opposite of laziness is discipline. It's like, I don't want to do this and this sucks right now, but I'm going to choose to do hard things continually. And like, I think I love to see a man be like, this is really hard, but I'm still going to do it. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes a woman respect a man a lot more. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, that's good. Dang Jay. I know. Wow <laughs> Did I twist your, did I twist your brain there? So like a little, you're looking off into the sky. I was like, no, no, uh, no, no. I'm picking thinking, up and I'm yeah, <laughs> like w-
2: sometimes when people speak abstract, I have to like look up to the sky and like repeat it to myself.
1: <laughs> or he's having an ADD moment, was, but either way you're here. No, know, great. That, was, that was so good. Um, Oh, that was a mic drop. You know, I want to add in one thing that um, I think it is can be a part of laziness just to not defend people who are lazy, but to like level set that sometimes, you know, it people are legit sleep deprived. There's actual health things going on sometimes like some people are legit sleep deprived or burnt out. They actually may have a thyroid problem and they like don't know why they can't find the motivation, or they may have some struggles with depression, whether they know it or not. And I just want to call that out because I think, sometimes you might be lazy and there actually may be a physical thing going on behind why you're not motivated physically. And there is sometimes like if your question, if it actually is in your mind, like I keep wanting to do these things and I just can't like what's Mm -hmm. going on. It could be a lack of discipline for sure. And it could be like, is there something else going on? Like, do I need more rest? Do I, do I have any health issues going on? So I just want to say that on the side, because I do know that is real for some people. I think the thing for me with laziness is I definitely have struggled with laziness, but for me and my specific nature, it's not the one thing that I really gravitate towards. If anything, I'm I'm like hyper opposite of laziness and I could actually use some laziness or some more chillaxness, like not be so high strung. And so in the past, something for me and dating that was like really big was to see a guy that was as focused and as driven and as type A as I was. Uh, because I think also, as we talk about like type A and type B, typically type B leans a little more lazy than type A. Not that type A can't, but type A mm. is more, give me the list. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to plan it. I'm going to make it happen. And type B is like, I'm going to roll with the punches. I'm just going to go with the flow and see what happens. And and they yep. may have more of a tendency to lean into and have a crut- crutch of laziness. Yeah. I want you to speak into it because I know that I'm type A and you're more type B.
2: <laughs> well, and, you know, <laughs> what's funny about a a huge type A person, and I was just telling Kate this morning, like the more a person leans into that control or proactiveness mm. around a type B person, the more willing that type B person is just going to be, you know, letting things go. Like if you're going to step up and always take control or be proactive, I'm just going to be more hands off, even more than I was before, right. because you got this. Right. Um, and I think I think for men, you know, there is the reality of Genesis three, which will haunt us as long as we're men, which is our root, our Achilles' root is passiveness. Mm. Because what did Adam do when Eve was going for the fruit, and she was reasoning with the serpent? He watched. He watched, he was passive, he was lazy. And that's the reality of like, and I think Janine, you were hitting at it. It's like, there is a default reality where we are lazy. We fall into really bad habits. And so there is a reality that laziness equals passiveness. Um, But I do think it's also funny, and Caleb, you talked about this so great, is isn't it hilarious how we can be disciplined in some areas in our life and really lazy in other areas of our Mm -hmm. life? Isn't that wild? Like you can be um, like, take Tiger Woods, for example, at the height of his athletic career, number one golf player ever in the period of humankind and, you know, has... Uh, a billion dollars of endorsements and yet he's so undisciplined in his marriage Mm. and he's a complete sex addict, right? Right. He has no control over his sexual urge. And you're like, how does this make sense that someone's so disciplined in one area of their life is so undisciplined in another or quote, you know, lazy. And I think the reality is that (laughs) well, that is probably what it means to be human, like you just have some areas in your life where you're, you're disciplined and then there's others that you're just completely passive or lazy in.
0: Well, I think it's, it's all about priorities. You will pursue what you prioritize. So your if your priority is, man, I got to look so bomb. I got to get six pack abs. You're going to be in the gym three hours. But if your priority is not, you know, like it just really depends because you will see what people worship is what they prioritize. Yes. So if someone's like, oh, I'm on social media, it's like, okay, you are prioritizing consuming and tuning your brain out of reality or whatever. So I think that is like, it really does show where people's heart postures are and it's not to like shame people or crap on people. However, it is a a good passive way to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, let me watch what you prioritize because that's, what's going to show me where you have some, some issues that aren't tended to in your life.
2: Exactly. It's like uh, 11 o'clock at night. Like you tell me that you want a six pack. And 11 o'clock rolls by and that Ben and Jerry's is looking, is calling Caleb's name, you know, calling to him. And it's really the battle of those two desires. You want the Ben and Jerry's and you want the six pack. Which one is more of a priority? Right. Which desire will win, mm. right? And that's really how you can yeah. see actions in someone's life.
1: A hundred percent, the priority. I would just say something,
0: but I, but I also think, you know, in, in addition to everything that we're saying, like not often is it always just, they're lazy. I think a lot of people simply don't know what they want to do in life. And I think that's the struggle is that they're like, Hey, if I knew what I was doing or what I wanted, I would go after it. But I just don't know what that is, which I know can go into this whole conversation.
1: Yeah. You need a plan. Like, and that's where, you know, kind of like, I want to step into the type a type B conversation. Cause like I was leaning into, I feel like type A is a little more apt to, and I'm not saying type A's are perfect and never lazy. That's not the case, but they have more of that muscle. Like just thinking of myself, like they have more of that muscle of like, okay, I want to make this goal. Okay. I'm going to make it happen. Like they love goals. They love like new years or like new, like let's like, like recap and like, let's have a new vision for this next year. And type B is like, oh, that sounds horrible. I literally don't even want to do that at all. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, whatever happens to him, <laughs> yeah, like,
1: let's, that year was like, whatever, I'm just gonna roll on through to this next year. And um, I do think that you have to, even if it's not your tendency to plan, I think in this area of laziness, there has to be a level of, it may not be in my tendency, but i'm going to have to prioritize that and learn how to do it. i want to give a very basic example when it comes to dating that i hear all the time from people, especially when it comes to guys and this is not to bash guys by any means, but i hear it a lot when it comes to planning dates, okay? There are so many guys that say, i'm just a horrible planner. I'm so bad at planning. I'm so sorry. Like i just i can't really plan dates. I'm just such a bad planner. And to that i say, you know, you may be a bad planner, but you're going to have, you may not be able to speak Chinese, but you're going to have to probably learn and do the baby steps to speak a little Chinese, Mandarin. (laughs) Mandarin. Okay. Thank you. Yes. To like, (laughs) to, to contribute to this relationship, you know, it's like, it's not good enough to just say I'm a bad planner. And then, so I can't really plan dates. I might plan the first few, but then we have to only jointly plan them. I think that becomes an excuse when you're like, Nah, that's just not my tendency. I'm just not a good planner. Um right. I get really like, ooh, that's where I'll get fired well, up when it comes
2: Janine to Well, Janine, or Same. you, have you guys encountered that?
1: Oh yeah, Janine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, but I also think that kind of goes back to the conversation. Like, if he wanted to, he would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, like, I really think if he likes you enough, he will sustain that. Because I think any dude for the first three months is like, oh, man, I'm going to plan the nicest, fanciest dates. And until the reality sets in, they're like, yeah, no, I'm not really interested. Or they shift back into passivity. Then they're like, yeah, I'm good. I already got the right. girl. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're not, we're not doing that. And so you see how like in the beginning a guy will do anything it's like well where was that energy now a year long in you know and so that is where i'm like you could but you're now choosing to go back into laziness and passivity because you already got the thing that you were chasing exactly Ooh. <laughs> so
2: uh I, caleb sorry. Should, we, <laughs> uh, should we dip out and Listen. let them- that wasn't caleb though no
0: that was not Caleb, though. No. Caleb was a legend.
2: Look at our engagement. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah, it Just, was. Know, so our, well it, planned. <laughs>
4: Good job, bud. I think um, every guy has seen the movies. Every guy has... We know how to plan a date. If you're a dude who doesn't know how to make a reservation, you, it's like, bro, like, okay, whatever. But you make a reservation, it's not that hard. I think, I think it is a... Uh, what are you prioritizing? Are you... Uh, yeah, are you, do you genuinely, if you care about her, if you love her, I don't know if th- how this bleeds into our laziness conversation, but yeah, I do you think if he loves you enough, it is not hard to go on opentable.com and type in Dallas, Texas, 7 p.m.
1: Fast. Pick up some flowers. It sends it right to your
4: email. It's automated. a little note. Literally. Like, yeah. It's
2: not
1: that hard. Girls are like, we don't expect that much.
2: Yeah, just get our like, full literally. carrot. Well,
1: <laughs> you want to know, <laughs>
2: you guys know why it changes, right?
1: Yeah, tell us why it changes.
2: Well, it's because after three months... He was never doing it for you. Mm. He was doing it for mm. himself. Ooh. Who was he doing it for? Oh, himself. That's some
0: tea right there. Himself.
2: He was. He was doing it for himself Dana, because. I don't like that. Uh, well, I did this, and I don't know about you, Caleb, but like there was a reality in my dating life where ever that steam and charge, you know, that pursuit just drops off a cliff. Ironically, it always happens when, when you get the girl, mm. and because the whole pursuit was based in trying to validate self and making myself feel good. And you know, exactly. And as soon as you got that feeling, my work here is done, right? So, and I think the
1: motivation is more, I wanna get the girl versus I wanna love this woman well, I wanna pursue her well. You may say, oh, this is me pursuing her well, but it's all about motivation. If your motivation is really like, I'm trying to get her, win her, right, like make myself feel good, then that will drop off. That's really good, babe. Oof. That's rough. Mine was more.
4: (laughs) Mine wasn't really the, mine wasn't that. Mine was like, if I got like, it sounds so stupid, but if she, like, if I hate using the word ick, but like, if she would do something that would like, I could be three months in, I love you. Like we're in this, and this, she did one thing, and I was like, I was done. <laughs> I did. Not
0: you. Oh, yeah, you're. Like, you're you were
4: the first, you're where, you're you're the first girl. You're ick free. You were the <laughs> first girl. ick free. Yeah, <not laughs> it. you were the first girl where I was like, you could have. I don't know. Told me you were boy. No, I'm kidding.
0: Shoot. <laughs> Stop that. Cut that. So out. you're Cut saying that out. <laughs> Janine's
2: perfect to clarify and confirm. Janine is like the best
0: thing <laughs> ever.
4: Oh,
2: that's very sweet. Oh, <laughs> but
0: I think though, like you'll, I think that's what they always say in marriage or dating. It's like, you have to be intentional about planning dates and spending time together because like you can see people shift into that. And so that's again, where you have to go back to kind of, it sounds weird to say this, but you have to kind of go back into the discipline of like, Oh, we now are so comfortable. It's so easy to now be lazy together. We're cooking at home. We watch movies. We order. We order, you know, Postmates, whatever. You both collectively now have to be like, okay, we're both actively fighting against laziness because it's so easy to shift into that together now.
4: And don't you think in the do you th- do you girls think in the Christian world like girls rely upon too much to men to just like do everything, lead spiritually, lead the dates lead this. It's like, I think guys at a certain point just get like, I'm burnt out. I have to think through every little detail to like, not get in trouble this week.
1: I think that can happen to an extent. And that's where I think there needs to be balance in the relationship. Like the woman can't be looking at the man for everything. I think there's a reality that the man is a leader in some capacities, but the, the woman can't look to him to fulfill every part of her heart needs, everything she wants and desires. Um, but I will say, I just want to say for a quick second on also what you said, Janine, just thinking through, and yes, we're now married only one year in, so we're not experts, but like really thinking through, like if laziness is a problem in your dating relationship or laziness is a, laziness is a problem in your life and you want to get married, like I think laziness in marriage will be one of the biggest marriage killers because Tim Keller says this, like you... you are with multiple versions of your spouse, you're married to multiple versions of your spouse throughout the life that you're with that person. And if you don't consistently pursue that person, pursue emotional conversations, pursue their heart, Mm -hmm. finding out where they are, pursue connection, you are going to end up, that's where you hear people say, like, I don't even know who they are anymore. I don't like, this is not the person I married. And if you get to that place is because you haven't intentionally pursued like non-laziness, which is pursuing connection, pursuing those date nights, pursuing opportunities to emotionally connect and find out where your spouse is at. Like it can be so 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 easy to just go with the flow, especially in marriage or later in relationship, where you're just like, yeah, we're in our rhythm, we're routine, um, and in that you can completely overlook those connect, like you lose connection. You think we're good, we're fine, everything's good, but you're actually not pursuing true connection. And like JJ and I've had to talk about that because we have had like a busy last few months uh, with so much travel and we've had to be like, wow, when we get back to our normal life, like we can't just go into the rhythm. Like we have to pursue connection, date nights, intentionality, Versus just yeah, let's make dinner and watch a movie tonight, or let's make dinner and chill and chillax, because that's where you start growing apart.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's about- <laughs> I think though, um, red in like in the whole conversation of red yeah. flags in general, like I think the reason why laziness is such a turnoff because it also shows like a lack of leadership mm-hmm. possibly, and so to me as a female, I'm like, how will I be able to be led by you if you can't even lead yourself? And so if you are undisciplined, you can't eat clean, you're not working out, you're not reading your Bible, you're lacking in mentorship or even having an accountability with your community, like that's gonna bleed into our relationship and our marriage. And so that's why like I'm looking at those things as a female and every girl should be looking at that as a female, like how does he lead himself apart from me? And that was something that I really told Caleb a ton in the beginning and I just, did, I just observed. I was like, I just wanna see who you are apart from me. And I saw he met with men all the time. He had community. He went to church. He was extremely active, went to the gym all the time. He wasn't lazy in his job. And there were so many things. And I remember one time actually calling um, Jonathan Picluda because I was like, I need advice on this man. I was like, give me your best godly man advice. And he asked me, he was like, What is his discipline look like? How long does he stay in a job? How is his um, commitments to things? Is he lazy? And so he asked me some of these questions And I was like, that is so true. And I got to be like, check, 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 check in the sense of these are all green. These are all good to go. And that's what gave me peace moving forward. And so I think that's just something for women to consider is like, you don't want to be with a man that's passive. He's sitting around playing video games, hasn't showered in three days, is eating out every every meal. Like to me, those are some things of just like, you still have a little bit of
1: growing up to do as mean as that sounds. Yeah, like no matter what the age gap was between y'all, like that's why I'm so big on- not eliminating people for age gaps because Caleb, you are younger than Janine, but like you still showcase such a mature way of living, even though you were younger, which is amazing.
2: Now, Caleb, what did your life look like before that? And maybe even before Janine highlighted some of those conversations or questions, would you say you were always that way? Or that was something that you had to grow into as a young man?
4: Yeah, I, I think I always had maybe a black and white, what it means to be a man, like old school Mentality. You know, I remember growing up and my dad being like, you know, being a man in the 14, you know, 13, 1400s was protecting your family, getting food, you know, like you were literally every day was survival mode, you know. And so now it's like we have to unlock, in my opinion, as men, I think you need to unlock these pathways in your brain because our ancestors and the way we were built to be as protectors and providers. You need to activate those those chemicals in your brain in a world where it's comfortable. It's the food is there. You don't need to work out, you know, now you can live life, you know, you can type in chat GBT anything. Convenient. Can, yeah. Yeah. And so I think I always had a mindset before her of, okay, like where can I start? I can start working out. I can start with the word. I can start with all these things. I was constantly in a a self-development kind of stage. I did struggle with variety though. I struggled with, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do. So I, I do have like, I do have um, a lot of empathy for guys who don't know what they want to do with their life, who are a little confused, who are younger, who don't want the typical nine to five kind of life. So I do think that like if you are confused, it doesn't mean you're lazy, or if you don't necessarily have a plan, it doesn't mean you're lazy. But I think there are things you can control today that will bleed into those things later
0: tribute to it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. The things I do today, I don't think I'd be doing if I wasn't consistent in the other avenues of my life that I could fix in the present moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah, And there's a great book. I forgot her name. It's a psychiatrist who specializes in working with millennials and Gen Z. It's called the defining decade. Mm. And she basically says like, we're in a modern phenomena now where, you don't have to have a career by 24 that you're at for 15 years and building slowly through the corporate ranks like life is very different, especially from a vocational aspect. She basically says, it doesn't matter if you're a yoga teacher in Bali, if you're a surf instructor in Huntington Beach, Florida, like the reality is that the best thing you can do is just something and anything where you're gaining experience and life capital and capital through relationships, capital through job experience, capital through cultural you know experience in another place and I think that is you know Caleb what I see by far and away is we're inundated by choice meaning like the world is our oyster but when the world is your oyster it is kind of daunting and it's kind of hard to make a step and we've kind of romanticized you have to have it figured out you're 25 you don't have your career yet you don't have your 10-year vision yet like what's wrong you know like you're and I, I don't think that's healthy in the sense of especially from a female perspective like think about this <laughs> think about like romantic fiction novels like written by women and think about that male character who's like he has his PhD he runs an orphanage he's also a thousand years old and he has a Greek body of Zeus right and he's like a uh, philanthropic and he's you know comes from like a will of money, and she's like an intern at the library, you know, who's like, you know, bored with her life and wants to paint. Like, there is this unrealistic idea sometimes of like the guy.
1: That sounds great, babe. I
2: know. <laughs> so
1: true. I'm like, where do we sign up? No, I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> I will take the ring back. On you. No. Janine's like, wait, uh, is it too late? <laughs> no, no,
1: no. no, I totally hear what you're saying. No, I'm committed. We're yeah, I We're get it. in a really unique space and time. And so I do think there is a lot of pressure on men to like have it all figured out. And that's why I see a lot of men actually not even pursuing dating because they're like, I don't have it all figured out. Like, I can't I can't go on a date. Yeah. And I don't think it's about having it all figured out. Like, you don't have to know exactly where your career is going. I think it's about like back to what Janine said, like being disciplined and being disciplined with the small things and being committed to moving forward, you know, being committed to moving forward and not remaining stagnant. Like that may mean you may try something that fails, or that may mean you're surrendered for a season, but you're consistently pressing into God. You're not just like floating. You know, I think there's a difference between I'm just like floating and kind of chilling. Right. There isn't like a proactivity to like, we talk about the waiting season, right? Like the waiting season isn't just... When it comes to dating, I'm just going to sit here on my couch and wait for God to bring the man to my door. No, there's like a proactivity in the waiting. Like I'm going to be working on myself. If I really feel like I'm ready to date, I'm going to go on some dates. Um, And, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to take some initiative, but I may not know exactly where that's going to lead. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think that's more important than you have the set career, money, all these things in In, like, complete line. I do want to quickly bring up, too, though, like, for people listening that are dating, they're maybe in the early stages of dating. I want to talk about maybe some ways that people can spot laziness. And I think we talked about like the planning of the dates, but I think there's other ways that you can maybe spot some laziness. And I, I don't think that that's an immediate red flag turn deal breaker, you run away from them and you disqualify them. I think there needs to be a conversation, but I'd love to talk about like maybe some red flags that may point to, to that somebody might be struggling with laziness.
4: Oh man. I think if you looked at my room, part of the time I was saying Janine, you might think I was lazy, you know, because I, I,
0: uh, I didn't say it. You heard it from him. Like
4: <laughs> I would go through these phases where my room would be really clean. I'd make my bed. And a lot of the times the way, like, I don't know. I, I That's one that's one battle I had. And I, I would come over to Janine's, but I was like the cleanest person at Janine's house. But then I'd go to my room. And I, I just like, I didn't have that same intensity for my own stuff. And so I think that like, but if you look at my life, you would go, this dude's not lazy. But I also think that your room is a representation of your life um, in different ways. And so it's tough. I don't know. That's, I think- I think if you... Uh, there was one time we were pulling into my apartment and Janine was like, I'm going to come look at your room. And I, like, legit...
0: No, I said, I'm just going to come inside. And he was like, no, no, no. You are staying in the car. That's I was not, like, why? Wait, wait, wait. He literally. But were you just trying to Would not let me inside come inside? were
2: you doing some scoping? Yeah, Janine,
4: what
0: are you trying no, to No, I was definitely trying to get some tea and figure out what I'm signing up for. And he wouldn't let me oh. see it. I, I,
4: and I, uh, my, I was... I was trying to organize my closet or something. Mm-hmm.
2: But um, I, didn't, I, li- I didn't let her come closet. in. <laughs> that's a great... I, I'm going <laughs> to use that. That's a great excuse. <laughs> I was ord-
0: He's like,
1: I'm just donating things right now. I'm just going through my closet. Yeah,
2: Those are great excuses. Yeah, that's
1: funny. Well, I want to bring up one, yeah. too. I love that. Like, I think one sign that they might be lazy or a little more passive is they don't initiate important conversations. I think that could be a big one where... If you are always bringing it up, (laughs) bringing up important conversations, hard conversations, relationship conversations, that could be definitely a sign like that you're way more proactive than this other person is. Now, if I'm a type A person, I'm going to have to give the other person space to do that because it's in my Mm -hmm. nature to be always thinking of what's next, what I want to talk about, what's the next for our relationship. So you also, as a more type A leaning person, have to give space to the other person to actually have that conversation or start it. But if they're never starting those conversations, I think that's a red flag to potential laziness. Yeah.
2: That's a great point. Jay, what would you add as far as like, you know, one red flag where laziness might be a symptom in their life?
0: I mean, I really do. I look at a guy's routine. I look at his schedule and I find that a lot of guys, you know, their focus is work and I understand that. But to me, I'm like, I would love to see a man start the day with the word of God or start the day with a workout. I mean, those can be flipped or whatever, but I remember dating somebody and I would constantly have to hold him accountable to those things. And he would ask me and I'd be like, I don't want to babysit you. Like I don't want to tell you, how ask you, have you worked out today? Have you read the word of God? He was like, hey, I want you to hold me accountable to these things. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that. And so those are areas that are super, super important to me is the word of God and working out. And I'm not saying like don't miss a day or you can't miss a day or whatever. But I really do look at those in a man's life because that's like mind, body, soul right there. Those are super important things that should be stewarded and taken care of. And so those matter to me.
4: You have one of the best, uh, this girl, her, uh, discipline of her morning and her, I know exactly what to expect. She eats pretty much the same thing every morning. Not that I know. Cause I don't wake up next to her. Genuinely. I just come over it when I wake up. Uh, and, but she like starts off the day. She's in the word. Uh, she has her morning workout. Uh, but we also it is also tough because some people work some eight to eight jobs. Yeah,
0: and my not everybody
4: different. can have the flexibility of an influencer or somebody who's does social media yeah. for a living. Um, but discipline is is super important in that I do think it's so hard because I'd never want to sh- body shame people or anything. But I also I think if you're not taking care of your body, it is a representation so much of undiscipline or laziness yeah
2: well and it's funny even as a influencer janine and i think we've all been fun employed (laughs) right (laughs) that's probably my best comparison as far as influencer life it's it's still hard to be i would say even more hard to be fun employed or have free time and still be disciplined in that because you don't really have any forced functions in life for sure other than you and uh you know i think the routine you know a good way to look at it is look at their bedtime and their morning routine and i actually think that reveals a ton about how they approach that's that's really yeah
0: and their screen time oh goodness (laughs) their screen time
2: (laughs) bedtime wake up routine and screen time absolutely but you know the reality is that There's like three or four spheres of life where laziness can be absolutely apparent. You know, I think there's the easy one that we always think about is vocational, like their job and career. Some, like you don't really have a choice there to like not be lazy to a large degree because you and have like to. you
1: a trust fund baby, and like
2: you right, you have to pay your to bills. Pay like bills. Like you have to feed yourself. Right. So whether you like it or not, like you're not necessarily going to be entirely lazy about work. Yeah. And then there's I think the more fun ones to look at, and the more pertinent ones are relational laziness, mm-hmm. emotional laziness, physical laziness, and the most important one, spiritual laziness. Yes, that's good babe. Right, and the reality is that you. Really want to make sure, especially if your priority is spiritually being yoked with someone who's equal and running the race alongside you and challenging you, right? A spiritual laziness and apathy to God's word and quiet time. That would be probably the most cautionary one. And then I would say right behind that would be emotional, relational, like not having those hard conversations, putting them off. Like they have... Not
1: willing to grow emotionally. I see so many people that are like, I'm good. Like, especially people that just don't have a a lot of high and low emotions are like, I'm pretty, I'm good, I'm chilling, you know, and there isn't that desire to lean in or seek to understand somebody who is emotionally very different from themselves. You'll hear a lot of people and I, I hate just saying guys right now, but you'll hear a lot of guys say like, "She's just so emotional, like that's not for me." Instead of being like, yeah, that's a great one." How can you come alongside and seek to understand? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, seek to understand someone who has more emotions than you or processes emotions. They're more trying
2: to, you. they're trying to marry a bro in girls' form. Exactly, <laughs> you know?
1: you've talked about that like, for real.
2: The best thing that ever happened, I
4: think, to our relationship was honestly like my mentor. Um, He's only been my mentor for a little bit, and also I have a, another Bible study of guys who are five to ten years older than me. And at first, you as a guy, it's kind of hard to to think, oh, uh, they're just people. Like, why why is another person going to tell me like I'm, I'm I? You're reading too much into it. I think a lot of guys would think. But man, there is something about other men coming alongside. It changes your verbiage. It changes your communication. It causes you to dream bigger. I'm surrounded by attorneys and this guy and that guy, and it's not that it's like, and they're spiritually wise and they're Christian, they're godly. And it's like, oh, I want to be like you, and it's like, oh my, oh my gosh, I can, mm-hmm. I can be better. And then, just by result, it's attractive to the girl you're with, and totally. she trusts you more, and yeah. it's so.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome. And I think, I think a lot of people, you know, in the topic of laziness, they will choose loneliness because of that, because they're like, I don't need to be accountable to anybody. No one needs to know what my schedule looks like. I want to be able to play video games as long as I want. I don't want anyone speaking into my life. And so they will purposely isolate themselves because that is easier. Being alone is easier because you have nobody to talk to and you're going to drift again towards isolation, (laughs) which is where the devil devours you, you know? And so I think That's why it's so important to look at a man and say who is speaking into your life, who is
1: around you because otherwise you don't know what that man is doing when the doors are closed and that kind of scares me. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And
1: I think that same concept also applies to women because I know we focus a lot on the guy but I know this is also very similar for women and I know there are more Lean, type A leaning guys that also look at the woman who they're like, I don't want the woman that just wants to like mooch off of my career and kind of just do nothing. And, right. you know, I'm just the trophy wife. Like there are guys who generally like I want her to have a career and be doing things with her life and be growing and learning and, and not just have all the same gossipy friends where they just have girls nights that are... That where they talk about all the things and Bachelor and just things that don't matter. It's like, guys, look, there are some a lot of guys that look for women who who also are pursuing a lot of amazing things in their life, too.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I want to propose one, maybe one of our last questions here because I think it's interesting. Um, is there a difference between being lazy and being laid back? And this is one you brought up, actually, so I added it in here because... I think I will just say for me and JJ it's a conversation we've had. Like I've been like, just to be blunt, I think you're being a little lazy. And JJ is like, I'm just being laid back. I'm just like laid back over here. You know, <laughs> I'm chilling. So
2: it's a good question. I want to talk yeah. about
1: that.
4: It depends how, it, well, it depends how attractive you are. If you're like JJ and you're an attractive dude, you can, that could be seen as laid back. It's <laughs> like, bro, I'm just chilling, bro. Take it so easy. So I get a pass. That doesn't work for an, that doesn't work for a, uh, <laughs> you know, abuse, in my opinion. Oh my that's just God. it. Just doesn't. It looks, dif- it looks different. This is why there's a double standard within girl, girls it's and guys. True. Like I think. I mean, we lie to each other. Like if a dude who's handsome comes up to you, it's like, oh, he's so mysterious. And if it's the other way, it's like, oh, he's creepy. That's
2: <laughs> that's another conversation just that the, is true. I think it just a,
4: a, it's double it's a standard. standard. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So. That's
0: a good point. Yeah. And I do think, you know, within this whole conversation, I mean, I think all of us probably would be on the same page that nothing is black and white and we're not even saying. Because, like, to me, with I, I keep bringing up the example of video games because I've just had a bad pass with that. However, Caleb, he plays video games with his current roommate. And I'm not mad about that because I know that's not who he is or your, your normal He's habit. a big
2: switch guy. Kind of. Kind. Kind. Well, that's big the thing. Played,
0: you played like a little bit with So, him.
4: actually, this is actually a true story. Um, well, we do, we'll play NBA 2K or Madden, so it's not like we're playing Call of Duty or whatever. Nothing know, wrong with cod, just to clarify, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> we're, we're playing uh, we're playing NBA, but the loser has to do 100 push ups, the loser has to do 100 sit ups. So that's, that's one thing,
0: that's good, so it's not but I'm ups. saying like that's not your habit, you know,
2: right? Well, like, well there's a reality. We were just talking about pornography and video game use, you know, when. Video games and pornography or really any vices used as an escape and as a coping mechanism for, you know, meeting emotional needs. You very quickly have entered into an area of life where I would say proceed with tons of caution. Heads. Now, Caleb, yours is more just a social interaction and venue. Mm-hmm. Like you guys could be watching a basketball game yeah. or playing a basketball game. It doesn't really matter, right. right? You're using it as a forms of connection, not isolation. Yeah. So big difference, right? Yeah. By the way,
4: right. yeah.
2: add me on Switch, man. I'm still waiting for that invite to play some Smash together <laughs> online. Dude, I need a man.
4: When I move in, we'll have to get a man cave.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: well, it. shout out Gray and Cheyenne Skeldon. They actually play their Switch online together.
1: I know. That's actually so funny when she was saying that the other day. <laughs>
2: I know. And it's like relationship building. I've retired building.
4: from playing with her, though. <laughs> I've retired from playing. I don't do video games with Janine anymore. Why?
0: I still play, so sorry. She's too complete <laughs> Wait,
2: wait. wait. Jay, you still play so on the Caleb doesn't play with you anymore. I won't play Super <laughs> No, Smash Bros. I'm
0: kind of joking. I still play the Sims on like long flights. <laughs> like if I'm <laughs> wait, a, really? if I have an international flight <laughs> and I'm bored and there's nothing else to do, I'm like, I'm gonna play Sims. Wait, you play
2: on your phone? <laughs> he's em- or he's you embarrassed.
0: Switch? No, on my computer. Oh no, like, my goodness. On my oh my goodness. Like the old school yeah, Sims. Like I just the, wait, am I like Sims four? Yeah, I just exposed myself. Oh, my Dude, we're
2: goodness. definitely posting that. that
1: is so funny <laughs> that is so funny Janine's deepest darkest secret oh my gosh
4: yeah it's it's an interesting
2: wait and kid, <laughs> you're, kid you're like think- I'm with a kid on this flight and she's playing her sims and
4: so I just growing up I just never I never did Legos I never did my I I couldn't do anything that didn't have a ball or a bucket or like a sport and so seeing her doing I'm like who, who wins <laughs> No one wins in Sims.
0: It's just me escaping. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like a that Girl, so girls
4: have
1: red flags yeah, too. Yeah, yeah
0: no,
3: yeah.
1: it really but, is. No, this is such a two-way street it's, it's for both It's so genders. true. Yes, but the laid-back thing, I think that people get a pass. I think, I think that's where it's like you can be laid back. Like there's a beauty to, for example, JJ being very good with the flow. Like he is very flexible. If our flight gets canceled or something happens, like. I'm probably going to be more stressed. And JJ's like, cool, um, we'll figure it out. No big deal. And I actually need more of that. Like I I value that he is more laid back, more flexible in, in many ways. But I think also in this conversation, there is a reality, I think, where sometimes you can mask your laziness behavior for I'm just laid back. I'm chilling. You know, like, yeah. it's just not in my nature to, again, plan or to pursue or do those certain things. I'm just laid back. And I think I I should not expect JJ to be a list person necessarily like I am. He needs to do what works for him. But I think there's like a balance of... For sure. Not just like saying I'm laid back.
2: Well, Caleb and Jay, are you guys both type A or type B or kind of like a healthy mix of both?
4: Uh, We're pretty similar. We're very similar. I think I...
0: Ah, it's it's so hard. I'm, I think I'm a little bit more of a planner than you are, but you're very. Yeah. you he's a go. I saw his he's vision board the
2: other day. That's pretty. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Caleb's duties. No, sh- I feel like actually
4: I'm more like three to five year plan, and and I'm very visionary and like live like no one else does today, so we can live like no one else tomorrow. Kind of thinking, and she's. I'm a- more
0: like month by month. Like I'm like this is the plan for the month. This is our schedule for today. This is the week. And he's like, hey, this is where I want to take us in five years, which is what I need because my brain does not go further than a year. I like, hate- I don't even know how to. Yeah,
4: I hate when the plan changes. So it's like, I think I'm probably more tap A where it's like, no we had plans tonight you know we committed to this we're gonna be on time i can't stand being late if you're not 15 minutes early you're late oh okay that's the way that i view things it's like other people's time is more important than yours like (laughs) it's uh yeah i'd rather be there be the awkward person early (laughs) and known as the early guy
2: you're the guy who shows up to the birthday party and they're like oh you actually show up on time like (laughs) No one yeah. else is here. Yeah, we have <laughs>
0: to sit in the car and wait because I'm like, we're here early.
2: That's how I go, got over my social anxiety,
4: I think. Yeah. I'd just be staying at these birthday parties like Will Smith and Fresh Prince.
0: Oh you
4: know, that in the
2: living room. Yeah. That is yeah. so funny. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think I think we have both mixtures of yeah, type A like, like I'm a type in type my a, own way probably some type B yeah but
2: I will be honest Kate you did bring up a good point like the reality is like your personality has been gifted and created by the creator and it's not an accident mm-hmm. and there is a huge reality to life where that laid-back person who can handle I call it probably adaptability is what I would call it um that I would call it the gift of adaptability being able to just go with things in life that are out of your control and recognize that and kind of corral people around you saying, Hey, it's going to be okay. Yeah, Like it's going to be okay. I think that's a great gift. Now where it becomes an issue is when that kind of grows with any gift that we steward, that kind of becomes like an idol or Lord of our life. Mm. Cause imagine me with that laid back attitude Everywhere in life times 10, while well, all of a sudden you got a passive guy with no direction who's going to chill out, say, God's got this. And it's almost like this fake trust where it's like, God's got this. I trust in him, but I'm just really kind of departing from any responsibility of life.
0: Right. It's such a good point. Yeah. And I do think that that is kind of the problem is a lot of people want to be like, but this is just how I am. And they mask what you were saying. Like even with Enneagrams, you know, they're like, this is just how I am. And I'm like, okay, but also like you can change the way you are. Like God gave us the gift to do that. And so I think that's the problem is a lot of people want to blame some of their bad habits on just their personality. But I'm like, but we can fix these things. Like you have the power and the free will to change these things. And I think Maybe it's the difference between laid back and laziness is what you always do versus what you sometimes do. And I think that can kind of be a differentiating factor. That's really
2: good. Is it a red flag? Okay. A little bit more specific. Is it a red flag of a girl you're dating has 12 water bottles, three Bibles, Bibles scattered everywhere, leaflets in her car? And it's... Is
1: that a dig? No,
2: it, no, no, no. Well, actually, fun fact
1: what what
2: that mini cooper of yours oh
1: yeah my mini cooper was not i mean it was like a tornado
2: but it's kind of funny like jay is your car clean a
1: woman's car sometimes it's a scary place
4: (laughs) yeah her car's clean i think sometimes we read we can read into things too much yeah you know sometimes her car is just dirty you know and it just needs to be clean it doesn't but i cleaned
0: it literally three days ago (laughs)
4: No, I'd say your car is pretty clean. Things,
0: I'll let things get a little dirty and then I'll have a panic moment. I'm like, everything needs to go. And I throw things on like getting trash bags and I'm like, the out. water
4: bottle issue is, is kind of an issue to me. It's like you don't care about the environment. <laughs> oh, okay, what, yeah, I agree. He's,
0: he's being dramatic. <laughs> I have a reusable water bottle. Listen, and he drinks out of mine all the time. I so. went to
4: school in New York and I recycle. Okay. So. I,
0: I lived in California and I do too. Well, <laughs> uh,
2: Janine, are you one of these girls who has like a Stanley for like each season of the year? One for travel? one No, for the... I just have one. I oh, just have one too, okay. girl.
0: Cheers. Actually, no. <laughs> I have two. I have one for travel because it oh, has yeah. to be a little bit tinier. Yes, I have two. And then I have a big one from Simple Modern.
4: Simple yeah. Modern.
0: Simply Modern or Simple Modern that I love. So, yes.
4: Do you think it's a red flag, JJ? If what? She has eight
2: Stanleys. What,
0: the,
4: your
2: question. <laughs> if they have a bunch of Stanleys? Yes. I would say <laughs> no. I, I just think that if they have eight Stanleys, be prepared that they're going to have eight of everything else in their life. And financially, uh, you know, you're going to be...
1: She's... Expensive. Yes. Fancy. She's fancy. <laughs> she's, yeah. uh, she, she's a
0: shopper or a hoarder, maybe.
2: Yeah. What about you? Do you think it's a red flag if they have a?
4: It it depends if she has electrolytes in them or not, or if it's just water. If it like because the thing is is like I have drank out of hers and I'm like this is two year <laughs> old water. Two year old water. Straw hasn't been cleaned. That is so. Up. Mean. <laughs> I guess it just depends with what the vessels look like. You know what the vessels of you know the the straw is a vessel. Um, if you look
2: at like the internalness
4: ay, ay, ay. of the Stanley, I mean,
2: check clean? if there's
0: mold in there. I know. No mold well, in if you're not straw.
2: careful, they can, but I will say I, and I have a Stanley. I didn't buy it. She gave it to me by someone else didn't right. want it. And I love it. Except for when I'm at the gym and I just finished like a deadlift or a squat and I have to finagle <laughs> my mouth around a,
4: if you're a dude using a straw at a workout,
2: That's talk. me. <laughs> And I hate it.
0: He's gonna call you after
1: this podcast. Like we have
2: a dude. Trust me. Like nothing is more feminine than me, kind of like fiddling Jeez. with the straw. <laughs> that at reminds the gym. me of Crazy Stupid guess, Love.
1: You guys seen that movie with Ryan Gosling? Ooh, it's been a minute. It's so good. But he's like, you literally sip your drink out of a straw, like you, like in front of a woman. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He like, get rid he's of it. He like, throws it out.
4: <laughs> using a straw is laziness, guys. That's what we're talking about here on the.
2: podcast. I mean, well, I okay. Using a straw. I will straw say this. <laughs> I I can be a bit lazy in life, but especially in work, it can be a superpower if you're always trying to figure out more efficient ways to do something. And I stand by that. <laughs> Love it. Work harder, not smart, dude. Seriously, it is true. Yeah. Okay, baby. I
4: said that backwards. <laughs>
0: work smarter, not. Harder. But I do think, yeah. on a real note, is that some people just have strengths in some areas and they just don't have strengths in others. Like that is just period. Like my strengths are his weaknesses and vice versa. And that's why marriage is a beautiful thing.
1: And I think within that, there is going to have to be compromise like sometimes and working on what your weakness is. Like we can wrap up on on some of this because like, again, back to the planning thing, back to like, I'm more laid back and sometimes that leans into laziness. Well, if your laid backness or your lack of planning leads to like laziness or to not to contributing unhealthy things to the relationship it should be worked on
3: yeah you know like, absolutely just
1: like similarly if my control and my type ness is always flattening him and not leaving space for him and not giving him the opportunity to rise up I need to work on that because I need to give him the opportunity to shine and step up and do things versus me just taking things into my control and doing
2: that. yeah we have an analogy we've been using with women lately that has has worked so awesome. It's called the popcorn analogy. Right. And it really is. I actually got it from a Taylor Swift lyric, but I felt like um, (laughs) we were talking to a girl who was just in an evaluation stage. And I just said, Hey, you just need to go, off the field like you're playing basketball with him right now like you're trying to draw picks for him you're on the football field right now blocking for him trying to set him up perfectly to score you need to go to the bleachers pull out the popcorn and just munch away and evaluate and watch and let him do what he has committed to do instead of getting involved and that has been so effective for her and so many other women to just hey grab your popcorn and watch
1: so good. let
2: him do what he says he's going to do or not and evaluate
1: right it's like share your need one time with a man this is a big feminine masculine energy thing but like share your need in a way that gives the man an opportunity to rise up share it one time and then sit in the bleachers with your popcorn yeah and watch what he does because the tendency of women is to like let me come back in micromanage you (laughs) Let me make sure you're doing it. Let me fix your grip real
2: quick. And
1: like nothing flattens a man more than that kind of behavior. Yeah.
4: I'm going to come in the house tomorrow and there's going to be like popcorn in the microwave. And I'm going to be like, dang it, JJ.
0: (laughs) I do have a random question though. But do you guys think that there's a difference between laziness and apathy? Because they say that one of the most dangerous qualities in a man is apathy.
4: Can someone define apathy in a sentence? At
1: I least. feel like-
4: Define it we could like get it, it up on
1: dictionary.com, <laughs> but or like, I'll look it up. I hear that like, word
4: a lot, but I feel like people just throw it around. Yeah, I, I feel know? like
1: apathy is something, let's say something big happens and you're just apathetic. Like, I don't really care either way. I'm well, not affected.
2: Well, apathetic, um, the app is like uh, not of, like it's the AP and then think about empathetic and it's being able to enter. Uh, That emotion and feeling so apathetic would be the inability to enter into someone else's emotions or feelings is what I would guess
0: Yeah, apathy is lack of interest enthusiasm or concern,
1: right? Mm. I think apathy and laziness still bleed into lazy for sure. I think when you're lazy You can be apathetic. I think there's definitely a propensity like I don't really have concern to do these things because I'm just chilling with how it is currently
2: Yeah, that's a good question. JJ's thinking over here. I mean, it's a good question. It would be emotional laziness and uh, just lack of desire to Mm -hmm. enter into someone else's thoughts or feelings would probably be.
0: I feel like apathy is like a state of being and laziness is more just like the byproduct. That's like the action out of apathy.
4: I feel like we all go through seasons of that. So I do think that like, it's like, okay, I'm not lazy. I just... So there's some things in life. There's sometimes I just like feel like for a couple of weeks I'll feel like numb. It's not depression, but it's like ah, eh, I just don't. You I can't my do serotonin it. levels aren't firing. They're not popping, and I think that's where the discipline needs to come in hand of like okay <laughs> he, he, yeah. he
0: talks with his hands so much well, that I love goes, it he always is like <laughs> my, my
2: serotonin is not popping I'm like we have a Gen Z in front of us don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. no, that, uh, 98
1: 98 oh, oh my gosh that just made me feel real uh, certain I'm a 94
2: baby it would have been honest. I'm
1: 89 okay I'm the,
0: definitely the grandma here hey respect
2: your elders JJ
0: we're, we're both 94 right we're both ninety. I'm
2: 95 by uh, two days. Oh. By two days. Yeah, January second. Nice. I know. Well, um, let's. Do you have a fun question to end on? Well, I
1: feel like the Stanley Cup was a really fun question, and I'm glad we talked. We
4: about Yeah, we, we can do better.
2: Yeah, we can do yeah. better. Yeah. We're. How
1: about, you, how about you give them a fun oh, question? I do babe? Have, okay. Oh well, I was just gonna say. Okay, we brought it up earlier, but I think this is a controversial <laughs> one. Video games. I think we need to bring it up just for a hot sec oh. because
4: video games. Yeah,
1: video games. Like oh. now. J. J. I, I did bring this Kalen. up on a different episode, <laughs> twice, <laughs> like twice. If you're okay right now, <laughs> um, okay. Video games <laughs> and the Bachelor. Okay, so here's the thing: is I did we did talk about football on a previous episode, and then we posted this clip, and I was like, "Is is your man loving football more than his woman a red flag?" And people got felt all sort of way about this. So I want to just bring up, (laughs) they were like, that sounds like video games. They're looking at each
2: other. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, But then secondly, the ladies or guys were like, oh, well, but women obsessed with The Bachelor. And I was like, okay, fine. Like we can talk (laughs) about that. Um, Women obsessed with The Bachelor, guys playing video games. Let's talk about it real in the set for a sec.
4: (laughs) Kev. This is, this is a heavy conversation. <laughs> I think,
0: this is personal for I, him.
4: I think that there is um, there is there's, there's one thing to our relationship that I told her very early on. College football is one of the one things in my life that on a Saturday from months September to November, I want to reserve Oklahoma State football on Saturdays. Mm. That's just, that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> now that doesn't mean if someone's funeral, you know, we got to go to of importance. Like we can maybe skip
2: other than that.
0: Wait, what?
4: I'm saying skip football or skip the funeral. Skip the football.
2: <laughs> Well, cause you can watch football <laughs> at the like, funeral. Wait. You know, duh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: But there, I love football. I love fantasy football. I have my draft, uh, in a few weeks, the loser has to uh, shave their head and diet blonde. <laughs> Or go to the golf course wait, in women's both. clothes. I know. Yeah, that's it. Anyways, my point is, is like, I love it, but I also value my relationship. So
0: so I, he basically chains me down to the couch and he's like, you have to watch it with me because I value this relationship so much.
2: No. So value, that's like kind of wait, wait, what happens. Wait, I'm so sorry. Hey, value your relationship in Oklahoma yes. State. So he's like, he, these so have he to. He wants to,
0: to combine them. Basically, <laughs> basically I lose my man so during this is, fall time to football.
2: You guys need a up, support um, club.
4: They came up We're going to join Listen, Janine. I'm, I'm not, contacting you after this, this first. I, I owe Janine an apology, and this can be clipped. I owe Janine a big apology. You guys ready? I, da- I started off dating Janine in football season. Oof. What does a man do in his first one to three months of the relationship when he's really in love? He kind of forgets about what made him, what made him to who be was always who Who is was always there for him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I'm going to be a married man. Within football season, I worry that... She, I don't think she knows how much I love football.
0: Yeah, he's going to revert back to his old ways now.
1: Janine, so, I got well, you, girl, okay? Wow. Well, I, I will be your support. We'll hang out, Kate. No, like, we'll hang literally. out. I'll <laughs> just... I, I love that we're bringing up football again. I didn't really intentionally mean to, but you know, for JJ... Because Caleb, I will say, you just needing to watch Oklahoma, that's okay. I would be down with that. Here's the jam. When it comes... <laughs> To JJ, Oklahoma State, sorry. <laughs> JJ is like is Alabama, okay? The, and you guys can feel a certain way about that. So that's college. And then it has to also on Sundays be the Titans. And then, you know, so it's both days. It's not just NF, it's not just college. It's NFL and college. And NFL goes longer, by the way. And <laughs> Um, then it it is the leagues, which with the leagues, you're like, you have to keep up with all the other games. So then, like I said, the last time we did this, it's like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, plus all the text messages and the red zone, which is the most confusing thing I've ever watched in the history of my life. It's so confusing. It's horrible. Sorry. Um,
2: this is amazing. You know, and so she knows about the red zone.
1: I, I just want to clarify from the last it episode. It almost sounds like
4: you love football, Kate. Okay? You have know,
1: a lot. <laughs> I've, I have learned a lot. Yeah, I have learned a lot. And I will watch <laughs> some of it. Like, that's the thing. I'm just going to clarify and re-clarify for the people that are all mad at me at this other episode. Because I'm not, like, saying that Caleb or JJ needs to quit watching football. And, in fact, I actually enjoy watching some of it with JJ. It's more of when it monopolizes all the time every day the messages four days a week there and other days when they're messaging in between about updates about players and who got injured and this that, and the other it's when it is like everything ooh then and it's all day on the weekends it's like we couldn't take we had issues last fall taking sabbath because we were going to do it on the weekend and that's when football was on on some of these days and so it was like we got to prioritize football over the lord <laughs> That's right.
0: That's exactly how I feel. Like I actually love college football. We watch the games together. We, I'm totally in support. But I do get a little frustrated when it's like we're in church and your phone is like down here and you're secretly watching it, or we're at dinner and you've got it propped up, or we're with people at a wedding and it's also here. That's when I'm like, okay, let's learn to hang up and hang out just a smidge.
4: There, there is 12 games in a 365. There's 12 days. Where this exists, it's not for JJ. So I don't. I get JJ's situation is a little different. He also he also played, so I understand that there's a little. You guys bit have such a bromance, you know. I, I get know, it. Caleb's got my back. Got my back. He, here's the perspective. I would say I, I'll give advice to both of you. I think I, I'm an expert in this field. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, JJ. I would say make more money. I would genuinely say become more successful, invest more into your craft. The more money you make, the more time you'll have to watch football. You're being sarcastic, right? Kind of. But my point (laughs) is, is (laughs) the point is, if you have duties and tasks, I think while you're watching the game, it's going to be a little harder to like, you know, negotiate. So it just kind of, I think it just depends on where you're at in your current stage of life. Um, Honestly, if you got a lot of work to do and then you're spending all your days watching football, it's like, we got things to do or, you know, and it's taking up the time investing into the future. So I'm saying if you prioritize your time in your business, I
0: can't tell if you're being real or not. I'm kind of being serious. (laughs) I I can't really tell.
4: I'm kind of being serious. Like all the dreams, like, cause she's getting upset. I feel like if you're watching college football, it's because it's viewed as wasting time Mm. Or it's not prioritizing maybe in the right. Would you say that? I feel like it's it's not like
1: less wasting time. And it's just it's way overkill, like for the six, seven, eight months, however long it really is on of the year, especially because NFL goes all the way to February, you know, from like. Even now in preseason, like, Jage is watching some of the scrimmages and stuff. So it's like, you <laughs> can't ever get out of it. You know what I mean? I was like,
2: I give up. You're I'm watching like, preseason.
1: I'm like, there's so much going on. And we started dating in February, got engaged and, and like, So we were dating for like seven, eight months before I saw the real side, you know, of football. So I didn't see it. And then I saw it. I told her, though. Oh, my God. Okay, All right. Yes, yes, yes. You warned me. But I didn't. Before that, I had no gauge because I was not. My family wasn't football growing up. So for me, it wasn't part of my DNA and culture like at all. And so, and I always said, hand to God, I always said, I do not want to marry someone who loves football that much. Like I was always like, no. And so here we are, you know, and I don't think it needs to be that you marry someone who loves football or loves the same interests as much as you. I think I do healthily in a ways like come and and watch football with you, especially fourth quarter. I'll throw a gathering. Let's have nachos. (laughs) meat on the grill like I love that we can I actually get excited about that it's just when it monopolizes everything it's the phones it's the all four yep. days a week yeah like, I, I just and and i think the same I case can, can be made the- for for video games though cuz it's it's going to be the same if a guy's playing video games not much <laughs> <laughs>
4: right? well okay
0: i i, <laughs> I love
4: think, you honey i kind of think y'all are just with dudes
2: no <laughs> way i'd rather
0: be with this than than a girly girl
2: but i do a girly think, girl uh, guy you, think you can maybe take too well long. okay look
1: yeah, i'd rather be with that
2: here's the reality
1: he, he's got he stopped the watching the games during church because that was like for me I'm that was like, so I bad I actually cannot people It depends on the game <laughs> Oh, I called you out,
2: JJ. That was so bad. I think of me. that depends on the game. No, the watch- no, the game. Oh, oh,
1: I oh, no. call you all one thing? I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'll
2: take, I'm unoffendable. My
1: brother was, he was meeting my brother for the first time oh, in person. Oh, this is so bad. And my brother was like, I'm going to tour you around Dallas. and Which I didn't ask I've for. I've seen Dallas. I don't need to get a tour of Dallas. So we're in the car with him and he's in the backseat and my brother's showing him all these spots and is literally just on his phone watching a game. And I was like Which game no, I was
2: it was red zone and Which I was well there's some game on I forgot. It was actually I, I a big game. Him, like, this this is but not listen, cool. listen. You're like the disrespect. I know, it was bad. It was very naughty. But I won, I didn't ask for a tour of Dallas in that sense. Okay. You know, okay. like that's true. Like you're gonna Dallas. Was, really it's so all right. Cool. I'm I'm good without a tour of Dallas. I'll stick to Google Maps. <laughs> Go ahead.
4: I'll be honest. Okay. All right, Kate. So your brother didn't call you immediately and go, "Dude, I love him because he's watching football with me in the car." It was, he didn't, he, was, upset that he, was he didn't know. That was, he didn't know. I was I was driving. in the I was no. in the back I saw. You, Well, now he knows. He
1: distracted. You, know.
4: Did you tell Oh, you were in the back seat with him. I was him. in the back
1: seat with him. Yeah. with him and I'm like getting all annoyed cuz my You're you're like, you're like I'm like texting it. him I'm like She did
4: on.
2: that to me. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Caleb. There is a reality where My uh, consumption was out of control. (laughs) And even now, and what we talked about last week, is if you love football, that's totally okay. There's enjoyable activities all around life that are meant to be enjoyed, and that includes sports. But if I ask you right now to take inventory of your soul and be 100% honest, has football grown into a place where it is probably more of an idol than it should be? Mm. What would your answer be? And that's, if I ask myself that question and I'm being honest, I'm like, yeah, it, it consumes Mm. a little too much time than it should. Mm. Like,
0: I think the problem I have too, and then we can wrap up, but like the, I feel like you gain literally nothing. It does not, it's a sport. You do not gain anything. I love watching it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like. this isn't like to me. I'm like, this doesn't better me as a human being. Like, I think guys get more angry watching that. Oh, am yeah, I wrong?
1: Another thing, big red flag for oh me is goodness. when their full emotions are completely changed. It's like yeah. the rest of their day yeah. is either great or horrible, mad. based on the yeah. outcome of the game. And I'm like, wow, like me having a great date <laughs> like with me um, that night or a great. I watched
4: to- the summer I turned pretty, dude. You did not. Such garbage. You
1: did not. So-
2: it's just so
4: bad.
0: Okay, I see the community bonding aspect of it amongst your bros, whatever. But I'm like, that didn't challenge your brain in any so way, turned Oh,
2: yeah. What did that do?
0: Brain. Yeah, JJ. So
4: okay. Thank you for
0: watching Here that. we go. What's
4: that one movie you made me watch the other night with the guy that turned to a girl?
0: She's the man. The She's best the movie man. ever. It's a I horror movie. movie.
2: It's no, what was the other one? The right. engagement planner with... Uh, <laughs> McConaughey. Oh,
1: yeah. the wedding planner.
2: Yeah, awful. Hey. Terrible movie. Hey. Yeah, man. hey. Listen, we'll have you guys back on, and we'll do a whole segment on the Bachelor rom coms, Disney adults. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll go hey, there. I'm not How's that, bad that?
1: Of a Disney adult, I love Disney, but I'm not crazy.
4: <laughs> oh, we have trauma with Disney.
1: <laughs> JJ's face.
4: Dude,
0: the room was
1: silent. <laughs> could get a lot worse, honey. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah, that. trauma. Hold your tongue, babe. Oh, no. Hold
4: your oh. tongue. I, wor- I worked there for six weeks back in the day. Were you a prince? It was horrible. I was, I was uh, Aladdin.
2: What? <laughs> you were Aladdin? <laughs>
0: No, he's being sarcastic. <laughs> oh. My sister actually literally was Princess Jasmine at Disney World, but that's a different story for a different okay. day. Okay,
2: now sister. we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Taylor Swift obsessions and unhealthy uh, idolization and people spending their life savings.
4: And what to do if your girl is prettier than you are? Wait, what? That was a compliment. (laughs) Oh,
1: thank you. (laughs) You guys, thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. I mean, we can just, like, talk about this stuff for hours because we're family out here. But this was so good. And thank you guys for being honest. With your struggles and what you guys have experienced. JJ has anxiety. <laughs> JJ is like.
2: I mean every time I'm getting up here I'm just getting pounded. But I appreciate I appreciate, you know, my buddy over there, you know my fla- my flak jacket. But we love you guys. We genuinely pray for you guys and we're so excited for your wedding and the we just pray for godly unification, mm-hmm. godly peace. A godly centered marriage that seeks nothing but to glorify him in everything you do and say. So, thank you guys for listening. For my lazy guys out there, I hope you guys were challenged. And uh, yeah, we'll wrap up on that note.
0: All right. We love y'all. Love y'all. Thank you guys for having
1: us on. See you guys. The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate and JJ Tomlin shout out to our epic audio and video editor scott Caro. we have an amazing heart of dating team who helps bring this show to you each week i want to shout out kelsey napier our heart of dating digital marketing coordinator and elena gibson our brand and community manager we couldn't do it without them Now, if you guys have never ranked us or reviewed us on iTunes or Spotify, would you consider doing that? It would mean so much because our podcast can get more discovered and more people can learn how to better date as Christians. Don't we all want that? We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we'll see you next week.